feel like doing a show. Good, because I plugged in all the mics. Oh, good. <laughs> Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about a Hollywood leading man who always ends up playing the scrappy sidekick are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Kevin Hart? Put me in on it, James. I'm like half cop, half puma. I'll get in your ass. Hey, bike. How about we chase cars, huh? Does that sound like fun? <laughs> 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 it's funny that you play that clip because just as I heard the word scrappy and Kevin Hurt, I thought he would be a great scrappy do. <laughs> yeah. oh, he, he wouldn't even be scoop- scrappy. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to CGI him. <laughs> just put a costume on. <laughs> just put a collar on, strip yeah. him down, run him out there. Oh, that's great. But it's interesting. I mean, he is a, pretty much a big Hollywood name, uh, he's but great. he's always paired with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has Wedding ringer, Josh Gad, Ride Along, Ice Cube. Yeah. Hey, uh, play your he's strengths. He's a good comic partner, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that can't do that. I, I wouldn't mean. want the pressure of being a lead. Put me, no put me with The Rock. Yeah, right? Put me with The Rock. <laughs> so he's pulled it off yeah. without having to carry the whole thing on his shoulders yeah. ever. He's got About Last Night, was with uh, a whole ensemble cast, and same with Think Like a Man. But but when he gets to the Dizzo stand-up movies, it's all him, obviously. Well, he just he sold out stadiums in his last thing, right? Oh, yeah. There's some, I saw some video going around. I was like, oh, well, there's a trailer for a new film he's got stadium. coming out. Oh, he sold out Soldier Field, Jeez. I believe. Yeah. So what were the first that's two? What was the first me. one? Feel my, laugh at my pain, share my pain, something. Bring the pain? No, that's. That's Chris Rock. That's yeah. Chris Rock. There's uh, something about laugh at my something. Yeah, I'm not sure. The first one was hilarious. The second one was kind of not good. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was really odd. The second time I saw well, the second stand-up show that he did. Was and he- they had him back-to-back on like Comedy Central one night. Sometimes the stand-ups is really uh, a little awkward because there's a pace with which you're an unknown comedian and you can develop material, and then suddenly you're famous and everyone knows those jokes. Like, I've seen that some people have that kind of, like, awkward... Like, Dane Cook, I think, had one where it's like, eh, this is, yeah. I haven't quite learned to put out material at this uh, level quite yet. And, and one of these days, Dane Cook's over, going to overcome that awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still rooting Good for him. Good thing he's handsome. Yeah. Welcome Dane. to the Movie Showcast, everybody. <laughs> Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. We've borinked tons of women. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. And yes. we're going to continue that special guest tradition today. Ooh. I'm so excited. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, with thousands of satisfied travelers passing overhead. True. Every week we bring you another show absolutely Paul, free of... Tr- yes. Um, do you take out-of-state unemployment, third-party unemployment <laughs> checks for the, for the show? I... Don't, but yes. that you don't worry because the show is free. Oh, oh, Ooh. good. Because it was, I hadn't gotten to the check into the cash I yet. Have I'd take that deal. Third party unemployment? You're getting someone else's unemployment <laughs> Third check. party out of state unemployment. <laughs> <check. laughs> oh. Nevada's where you want to LLC <laughs> up, too. So I get it. Somebody owed me money who wasn't working. Oh, my gosh. And they lived in another state. And they didn't have another checking account. It's so easy to you know explain, Karen. <laughs> if that person wants to listen to the show, yes. also free. Oh, I'll let yeah. them know. We're not charging anybody. It's a horrible business model. You're in but luck, we Adam. Encourage you to follow us. <laughs> we encourage you to follow us on the free social media as well at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please get interactive. Basically, search the Movie Guys on Bing, Yahoo, or Google. 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 And we come right up. Mm. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Yes, have some. And Karen Volpe. <laughs> Where are you from originally? And Adam Witt. This is Ted and Annette Fleming. Ted owns a small carpet cleaning business in receivership, and Annette is drawing a salary from a deferred bonus from two years ago. They have 15000 left on their house at 8%, so they're okay. <laughs> oh, everybody's excited, because we're be joined later in the show by... Well, this week's guest makes Karen very happy. You oh. remember the original Ghostbusters? It's weird Who to even doesn't? say that. I know, that's crazy. And the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. 
that giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a character actor in a suit, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, a practical suit actor. I love it. We have that actor in studio tonight, and he'll be joining us the second half of the show. William Bryan Yay! will be with us. Crazy. Now. Yes. Heard he was very method. Oh, he's very, he's his, a Shakespearean. Uh, he yeah. ate a crap ton of marshmallows. <laughs> Uh, he wanted to go full s'more, but they wouldn't let him. <laughs> Eventually, very he became complex a s'more. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Very complex. And as we do every week, we're bringing you movie previews. We want you uh, to know what's coming out. We want to know what's coming out. So we watch sure. the trailers. What's and now out? we'll tell you what to expect, bringing that service. Uh, so none of us have seen these movies. Nope. You're getting a spoiler-free take on the new films. And this week takes a look at our long history of finding things. Mm. Nemo. Found. Exactly. Neverland. Found. Forrester. Found. Dory. Lost. But not for long. Oh, that's right. Because it's a a new film called Finding Dory. I have a propensity for doing raunchy original musicals. That's, wait a minute. That's (laughs) that's our guest from February, Dory Goldman. Oh, okay. Chicago show. She does have a propensity for raunchy musicals. The Dory in the movie title is, of course, A Fish as we welcome the Finding Nemo sequel to theaters. And later in the show, the unlikely pairing of Escape from Witch Mountain's Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, the pawn shop dealer from Drillbit Taylor. You're the coolest guy in school. You're my only friend, Calvin. You're the only one in this whole world that I trust. Now that you're in. I'm not in. I know, but they think you're in. But I'm not. Probably one of those perception versus reality things happening right now. I am out! That's Dwayne Johnson. It's a CIA guy trying to bring Kevin Hart along. On his adventure. I've never wanted to see a movie more based on a trailer than this. I'm no, looking. Right? Yes, I'm going Friday night. Yeah. This is going to be great. I, man, I don't know. I got to see Finding Dory, but what? I'll be about to do a double feature. Oh. oh. I'm going to well, see them both. You're not suggesting this is not going to be funny. You're just no, saying, it's going to be hilarious. Oh, it's okay. going to be great. But what do you yeah. see first? That's the, that's the you problem. You see this. We're struggling. No, you see this first, Paul. Yeah, you always see this first. Because you want to get all the kids out of the theater like in the first week. Matter. You go to Finding Dory at 1130 at night, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> okay. Good point. Especially on a Thursday. But, I don't uh, know. There's a lot of bad parenting out there, Paul. I'd be, <laughs> oh, God, you're right. This yeah. is L.A. It, it, there'll yeah. be a kid in there. Yeah. Well, there will be a kid in, like, the uh, uh, Conjuring 2 at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Why is your kid in Conjuring 2? Uh, and, oh, a quick reminder. <laughs> next Monday, June 20th at 7.30 p.m., we will be at the AMC Del Amo Theaters in Torrance, California, mm-hmm. hosting a screening of the $2 Bill documentary. This is a film about a whole movie about the $2 bill and why it's so mysterious and sexy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be exciting. We're going to go there and make a huge event of it. We'll have red carpet camera. We'll do some giveaways and have fun. Yeah, so if you listen to us on the interwebs and you want to come see us in person, come on down. Tug.com, T-U-G-G.com. And just spell out the two T-W-O bill documentary. The screening will come up. You can buy tickets and go see it. It's had a great festival run, so uh, cool. you can go see it now with a crowd, I think, before it has any sort of a, a long... You know, Netflix or Hulu will end up there somewhere. It seems mm-hmm. like that's the perfect movie because, you know, when you're just kind of flipping through and you're like, all right, I want to watch something and sort of learn but be entertained. Yeah, it's on its, it's way. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah, I but, hope they use the uh, the song Dollar Bill Y'all, Dollar Dollar Bill Y'all. Because Dollar Dollar Bill Y'all is literally true. Who that? That's $2. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, $2, right? Dollar Dollar Bill Y'all. Yeah, that's you two. just <laughs> seem so kind of like urban right now. Very urban. It's because I didn't say dollar. Oh. <laughs> I said dollar. Dollar. Yes. Let's get to our first movie. All right, all right. Uh, this week, we finally get a sequel to one of the most popular animated ocean movies ever. No, 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 no. Okay, not that one. Not that one. Uh, it's... No. That's not it. That's not it either. Of course, we're talking about. 
I'm excited about this. I am too. This is not. No, that's wrong. Oh, really? that's wrong. Oh. That's weird. Let me rephrase the whole thing. Okay. The sequel to one of the most popular fish tales ever. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Oh, I okay. love Maybe that. I'm done yeah. with audio yeah. drops. Nope. I'm done with audio drops. Part, join me as we preview Finding Dory. Here we go. I haven't heard this song since the eighth grade. Oh, I know, right? This song seems like something the Boobay should cover. Yes. Right? You should. Now, <laughs> uh, the old oh, saying used to be fish gotta swim and birds gotta fly. Fish gotta swim and birds gotta fly. But according to animated films this year, birds gotta be angry and launch themselves into crowds of pigs, and fish gotta. Find themselves. <laughs> Finding Dory is a story about a fish this big. Uh-huh. Well, actually, the fish Dory is only this big, but the story itself is this big. <laughs> and by story, of course, I mean box office. Finding Dory is the latest offering from Pixar, the animation studio who brought you almost every animated children's movie over the last 20 years that hasn't depressed you. <laughs> With Nemo found, Finding Dory continues the story of Nemo's co-star, the forgetful blue Tang, who's put together the mystery of her past in flashback, making it the only animated children's tale based on Memento. (laughs) Why on earth are they trying to find Dory? She started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 today. We don't know where the hell she is. (laughs) Uh, Actually, it turns out Dory takes off on an adventure because she suddenly remembers that she has parents. We're guessing that this was the result of repressed memories surfacing after an intensive hydrotherapy session. <laughs> Cut it out right now! <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I remembered something! That's not possible, is it? Okay, is it like a picture in your head and then you think I've seen this before? I just used the word before, which means I'm remembering something. What was I talking about? Apparently, Dory has been suppressing memories of her family her entire life. You know, like we all do. <laughs> but since fish don't have Thanksgiving as a yearly reminder of just how dysfunctional their families are, Dory actually misses her mom and dad. <laughs> now, you're probably wondering why Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill just started playing there. Well, that happens in trailers to punctuate the emotional moment and or to shift to a warmer part of the trailer. Happens here in the studio every once in a while, and we'll just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> that is odd. So Dory sets out across the ocean to find her parents, but ends up getting caught and sent to fish prison. Oh, oh you mean SeaWorld. No, no, it's not SeaWorld. Oh. It's a, a fish hospital where they catch fish that they claim have been wounded or are sick so that they can nurse them back to health and then never return them to the wild, instead forcing them to live in concrete tanks where people can come and ogle and fondle them. Okay, yeah, okay, basically it's yeah, SeaWorld. SeaWorld. <laughs> like any animated feature today, the movie is riddled with famous voices. Ellen DeGeneres, Albert Brooks, Ed O'Neill, Ty Burrell, Diane Keaton, Idris Alba, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Hader. It's a veritable who's who of who's putting regular voice actors out of work. Stop <laughs> <laughs> that, get that we feel for you. <laughs> Harrison Ford aside, a 16-year wait between films and a franchise usually means you'll be recasting. But not in animation, as Brooks and DeGeneres return. However, Alexander Gould performed as the voice of Nemo in the original. But now Hayden Rowlands is Nemo's voice for the sequel. That's because Gould is now 22, and he's aged out of it. So suck it, millennial. You don't get everything. <laughs> Talking animals getting in trouble is where most other animated movies stop short. But Pixar's computers are somehow able to generate beauty, warmth, and meaningful conflict. Emotions that other summer movies seem to use computers to remove. 
Finding Dory is tracking at 93% on the movie review vegetable website. How good is Pixar? 93% ranks it 11th among the Pixar movies. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Finding Dory is a movie about how we all have obstacles to overcome, but with enough faith and perseverance, we can make it. A film that depicts what it's like to be trapped in an aquarium. With funny sea lions and bad manners. <laughs> Talking fish. <laughs> All right, let me try. Okay. Try and get something out before All that right. music comes in. From Pixar, the makers of Finding Nemo and Inside Out, written and directed by Andrew Stanton, produced by John Lasseter, mm -hmm. music by Thomas Newman with graphic blandishment by Kevin Andrews, Brendan Beasley, and... Uh, <laughs> You're doing so well. It's not even emotional. It's so tough well. to get through anything in this movie. Wait, maybe we can get out of this if we summon a different tire song entirely. Hi. Dory, you are about to find your parents. And when you do that, you'll be home. <laughs> hey, we made it. Oh, there we go. That's a different song. Very nice. All right, that's Finding Dory. Finding Nemo 2. Well, she's no Kevin Hart, but uh, Ellen DeGeneres, I think, is pretty funny in the, as yeah. the voice mm -hmm. of Nemo. Mm -hmm. Dory. Dory. Uh, Dory. <laughs> yes. Very, she's, yeah, she's great. 16 years. And she didn't that's age amazing. 22 years. No, she did not. Uh, she she figured out how. Years. 13. Oh, that's right. Did years. I say 16? No, no. Maybe you said the guy was 22. Yeah, we're, that's we're trying to do that. math. It got a little confusing. <laughs> well, how do you know how old he was when he made Finding Nemo? I don't know. Was there a show on when Finding Nemo came out? Or does that is, has, has an entire Ellen DeGeneres empire erupted I think, in between? I think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. wow. Mm. It's an amazing career. After a hit Pixar has Marvel hit. Marvel esque choices in their uh, yeah. voice talent casting. Mm -hmm. But know, I'm not getting the same vibe off this trailer that I got off of uh, Central Intelligence. It looks yeah. good, but I'm not quite sold on the comedy. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. Okay. Well, it won't be as hilarious as something like Monsters University, which is just all out comedy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be warm and yeah, like the first one. one. They brought back Andrew Stanton, which I think is great. Uh, of course, director of the much underrated John Carter. Yes. Uh, but back to animation and again. And made... rated Tomorrowland, right? Is that Stanton? No, that's Brad Bird. Oh, Brad Bird. Yeah. yeah. They both didn't fare so well in live action. No. But um, man, yeah, just Wally as well, Andrew Stanton made. He's, he's a great Pixar legend. And I'm glad he's doing it. I didn't. I didn't think he was doing this uh, he, sequel. You said he came back to Pixar. Where? Where was? Is he? Well, he just Disney well, proper, right? Yeah, we went out and did John Carter. So. Is there oh, going to okay. be music in this? Is there? Are there any songs that they're singing? There weren't in the first oh. one. No, it's not a musical. No. Okay. I forget to give Pixar credit for that. Not bursting into songs all the time. Right? Just you know, just a couple, a one song a movie is enough. Yeah. Randy Newman will say something, <laughs> yeah. and then they were there, stick right. with the story. Now, I'm sure this is a question that would be answered if I went and saw the movie. But, yes. Uh, That's what you're here for. What exactly happens? Because it feels like her parents are in, in the aquarium or not. I have no clue. Okay. And I'm happy to not know. Okay. Well, yeah, she she is she's finding her parents in a different way than it, Nemo was actually lost, physically lost. But she is so forgetful. That's her kind of character trait. Mm -hmm. She's like short. That I think things do. <laughs> Memento-like start coming back to her and that she realizes, oh, she, her parents, she can go find her parents too. If she and she'll have to find clues together. to get there and then remember the clues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does she have them tattooed onto her fins? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're absolutely right. His lies. 
<laughs> but that was such a monster hit uh the first movie that we just went to disney world recently and anywhere they got nothing working they just put pixar on it mm-hmm. and that's the wisest thing yeah. they could do like they had the living seas at epcot which is a great educational way oh. to learn about our undersea friends now it's living seas with nemo and friends <laughs> yeah. it's like forget it just well, put nemo on it that's good because I haven't been back to Epcot in years, and I can't imagine. You know, the last time I was at Epcot it was like '82, telling me about the world of the future. I mean, I can't imagine what the future was to people from '82. <laughs> Televisions will be projection yeah. screens. <laughs> you won't believe your eyes. You'll be able to make food in this box that microwaves it. <laughs> what? Yeah, but then they've got a live show down there now. They've got the they've turned the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride into a Finding Nemo submarines where you oh, go down okay. and you look at the undersea life and they're down there cracking jokes. I, I find kids these days are less excited about nineteen fifty sixes twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Make a Pixar <laughs> or and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, originally these rides were themed based on things that Disney was releasing in nineteen sixty two, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah that's, it's sixty years old this year. Disneyland. Mm. So that's it. Wow, that seemed. That seems a little young. Well, no? it's amazing to think that Walt Disney wasn't even alive during our lifetimes. When did it open? This is yeah. true. He wasn't even alive. Yeah. What would that be? 1969? I can't, I can't do math. I already messed I up how uh, old that feels 55 or 56. Either 60 this year or last year. I can't forget. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Brand new idea. A theme park. Like, what an idea. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. called him, they called him such an idiot. They, call, they called yeah. him every name for yeah. Snow White, for Disneyland. That's an amazing yeah. lineage. Stuck with it. Uh, well... I'm going to see it. Yeah. We mentioned Peter Gabriel's oft-used, or some might say overused, Salisbury Hill. That's used uh, a lot. Shows yeah. up in trailers <laughs> to signal the shift to a lighter tone. Karen couldn't have been any more disgusted by it. It's been used a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot. I actually okay. was shocked that they used it in this I was uh, watching the trailer, and I immediately had to text you guys and go, it is happening a lot. right <laughs> now. You can tell. We, we've turned it into a phrase that you can tell when a trailer goes Salisbury. Yep. Now, like it's intense, intense, intense yeah. acoustic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now, we call that Ghost Salisbury, but they don't actually literally do that anymore. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did. But um, romantic, funny, whatever tone it is you want to put to change the trailer to, you just bring in that Salisbury Hill. doesn't always work, though. No. As evidenced by these trailers that may not be drawing the emotions out of the reader that they wanted to. Uh, you might remember these. Let me play yeah. some. Let, okay. let me hear. Is that your plan? Oh, just a little something on my own. Oh, stop it. You know what I want to hear. No, I don't. You played it for her. You played it for me. Well, I don't think I can remember. If she can stand it, I can. Play it. Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might have worked. Casablanca. That might have worked. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I can see. If uh, Sam had just played that. Yeah. Ingrid Bergman coming into that. Everything's good. Everything's great again. <laughs> Sam just picks up an acoustic real quick. <laughs> Definitely that whole flashback sequence in that movie could, with them, you know, before when they <laughs> right. were in love back in the yeah. day. Yeah, the that Paris. Could go. Dun, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here's another instance oh, where right. it was uh, interesting. Okay. What have we got here? A comedian, private joker. I admire your honesty. <laughs> Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and <laughs> my sister. <laughs> you had best un yourself, or I will unscrew your head and on your neck. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, that movie never gets warm. <laughs> no. No one ever goes on a journey. Well, no, he just got a three-day pass now. He's going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see the second half of that movie playing out with a lot of that. Changes music. the plot. Entirely. I also sort of just see a, a, a soldier underneath those wires getting bombed, just trying to get out of there. Oh my gosh! I never realized. What? I guess I need to watch this movie again. Uh-huh. Uh, Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am the father. <laughs> 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 
and I can see him riding on the front of the bicycle at this point with Darth pedaling. Right? Yeah. Yeah. With his helmet and his cape. I want to see. He's wearing dad's helmet and cape. I want to see the version of all these movies that does. I, <laughs> I want to see that version. Sorry I to, would like to see that. Sad to think that everything goes south after that yeah. moment. But, uh, oh, wait, here's another one. The last I might one. have to edit, re-edit one of these with that to throw up on the website this week. That's, <laughs> That's kind of amazing. That might be a win of an idea. I'll tell you about my best friend. <laughs> all right. Here's, uh, oh, this is good. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> no. It's not going to go well. Yeah, you can see him on the journey now. I can see that. <laughs> Call the friends to find my girl. <laughs> I got a special set of skills. <laughs> Packing a double bag full of handguns, getting his passport stamped. Yeah. <laughs> Black flag. Oh my god, you know what's so mm. fun is I, I think you did a great job with the timing on that, Paul, because <laughs> Oh that was Adam. Oh Adam, Adam that yeah. space. It's just that little <laughs> when you're in such a perfect space, bum, right? Because bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> that whole thing, you know what he's music. leading up to, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's exactly. perfect. <laughs> Thank you. It's very Comic musical. timing and editing, yes. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's like that great sketch from Life's Too Short on HBO where well, uh, you oh, know, yeah. Liam Neeson can't have fun in any movie. Yeah, oh. You have to force it on him with gags yeah. like this for him to be in a light, <laughs> frothy movie. Which is also going back to The Rock. I mean, that's what's fun about this the comic pairing too is The Rock can play serious, and that's funny. It's like the uh, the the other nice guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the re- Russell Crowe has no funny lines written for him, but him saying <laughs> a lot of things is very funny. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> well, let's get on to that movie yeah, because nice, the right. summer of Ike <clears throat> continues. As friend of the show, Ike Barinholtz shows Crazy. up in your local multiplex one more time Crazy. after hearing his voice in Angry Birds and seeing him cut it up on screen in Neighbors 2. He and David Stassen, along with director Rawson Marshall Thurber, have written the script for our next film, the comedy Central Intelligence. Adam, you love Ike! I like we Ike! We all do. Let's talk about it. Oh, I missed an opportunity there. <laughs> <laughs> If only he came in boxed candy form. <laughs> Ike. Yeah, right. Ike, Ike and Ike's. Ike and Ike. Hey, white superheroes, white comedians leading all white ensembles, and colorful CGI animals with white voices, take the week off. Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson star in Central Intelligence. Now, this is the perfect comedy pairing of the biggest mouth in comedy and the biggest human being walking the earth. <laughs> with one of the biggest comedy stars and one of the biggest action stars, it's a safe bet that this is an action comedy. Now, the difference between a comedy and an action comedy, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, is that hilarity ensues at twice its normal rate. Also, explosions. <laughs> this new comic duo brings the key to all classic buddy comedies. Height difference. <laughs> it's simple, really. It yeah. really is. The law firm of Johnson and Hart play old high school acquaintances reunited through a Facebook friend request. Now, usually a Facebook friend request is just a way to ignore the same people you used to ignore in high school while humble bragging about how great your life is. But it turns out this friend request actually came from a friend who needed a little help. Hart's Calvin Joyner was the cool kid in high school while Johnson's Robbie Weirdick was a fat misfit nerd. It's already funny. (laughs) Oh, spoiler alert. Robbie Weirdick is now in the CIA. Spoiler alert. I'm in the CIA. (laughs) Okay, so maybe it's not a spoiler alert if they tell you this in the trailer and actually say the word spoiler alert before they tell you. Can you spoil a spoiler alert? So in that case... Uh, spoiler alert, Kevin Hart's really, really, really funny in this movie. I didn't even know you could fight. You had a unicorn shirt, a fanny pack, and totally worked. You were like Jason Bourne, man, but with jorts. It's the word jorts. Jorts, 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 jorts right? is a big a, gag. A, a unicorn shirt. It's all perfect. 
Robbie Weirdick is now Agent Stone, and he needs Joiner's help to save... The world? Yes, the world. Oh, I so. knew it. It's always the world that needs saving. Just once, though, I'd like to see someone try and save Cleveland. <laughs> but okay, the world needs saving. Why? What happened now? Three weeks ago, an enemy of the state stole the encryption keys to the entire U.S. spy satellite program. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, some information was stolen. Like a knock list, maybe? Is that what was stolen? A list or a, a drive or a file? It's a spy movie, isn't it? Uh, let me guess. Kevin Hart's character is a mild-mannered ordinary guy who's not a super spy, but is the only one who can help save the day? I said it's a spy movie, isn't it? Thank you. Who is that guy? <laughs> he knows a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, that's where the spy cliches seem to end, and the hilarity, as we like to say, ensues. And is it possible that Dwayne Johnson keeps getting bigger and buffer, or is it just that he's playing opposite Kevin Hart? <laughs> yes, but what Kevin Hart may lack in stature, he certainly more than makes up for in talent. Here's a clip. Ich habe einen Plan. Entweder wir gehen dabei drauf, oder es wird die oberfette Poser-Story cool. Nein! Nein, ist gar nicht cool. Cool. Nein, ich sagte, ist nicht cool. See, even in German, Kevin Hart is hilarious. The foreign trailer. Although, I, that is such a scary language. Yeah. It should be noted that the film also co-stars Aaron Paul. Yes, science, bitch! There we go. The advertising campaign says, Saving the world takes a little heart and a big Johnson. Nice. Really? Couldn't squeeze Woody Harrelson into the cast? There you go. That's... <laughs> And we're yeah. all love. That's just like that the comic the, co the comedy partnership there, you're like, oh, this is so obvious in retrospect. Why hasn't someone put them I together? I want to see every other I hope this is the franchise. I just need to go to the movies every year and see more of this. I'm so glad The Rock's gotten really Dwayne Johnson has gotten really comfortable. Remember when he first came on the scene, I was such a big fan of his from wrestling, but then Walking Tall, the rundown, these movies didn't quite meet what I thought he was capable of and now since he joined Fast Five I think ever since then he's finding roles that are right up his alley and that TV show is uh, Ballers is right up his alley and he's, he's super comfortable now and that's how he needed to be because that's how he was in WWF when he just owned mm -hmm. 30,000 people in the palm of his hands yeah. holding the, the mic for 20 I minutes. I think it's the fact that he's able to deliver a comedy and so people trust him with it now and he just completely delivers it. It's so great because you don't expect such a big masculine dude to be able to pull off some of that stuff. Like you have your Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's kind of stilted. Mm -hmm. He's funny, but it's kind of awkward. And so even like Sly Stallone is kind of awkward too in his uh, delivery. Very hard to do comedies and with those people. And and The Rock, you know, with the tooth fairy and nails stuff. Nails it. You know, it, it, well, I'm, I'm saying like you were saying was an oh, awkward the start. Yeah. yeah. But now he's somehow come, well, maybe it's Ike's writing. It seems to fit him perfectly. We'll, well see du that. No, go ahead. Dwayne Johnson is like exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger, except for he can, you know, act and is funny <laughs> and <laughs> handsome. And, and actually, you know, understand, like what, Arnold understand what he's saying. And he's saying made, otherwise, spit an image. <laughs> they made him funny. You know, there's things that he's done. Like, I love True Lies. I think he's really funny in that. Interesting case example. That is a really interesting way in which Arnold Schwarzenegger is funny. The last time I watched True Lies, I noted that the way he was used for laugh, much like the nice guys. There's a you're not you're not trying to make a goofball out of uh, right. you know, the, the characters in that or in True Lies, but it's like it's playing on their reputation. Certain lines are now way funnier. You know? What must Ice Cube think? Because he's been completely upgraded, right? <laughs> Kevin Hart's Kevin Hart's action hero friend has gone from a local PD cop. And from Ice Cube to the CIA and Dwayne Johnson. <laughs>
That's true. He's not really branching out. He's just getting a better cop to go running around to fight crime with. <laughs> this is true. Does anyone know the difference between... Uh, we, we know the difference between a comedy and an action comedy. Does anyone know the difference between an action comedy and wild action or wild comedy? <laughs> Please explain. No. Is, that, is, is that based in the description, like on HBO and the little really? box? Well, it's the description in Blockbuster. Did anyone yeah. notice what the difference between Make comedy... Make it wild action. Oh, wild. Uh, boobies? Boobies. Yeah, uh, right. That's wild action. <laughs> yeah. If it was wild action, it had boobs. If it was just action, it was just no Okay, boobs. what's the difference between nudity and brief nudity? <laughs> bush? I think it's Bush. Oh, bush. That's a good call. <laughs> so this is the hard way. Meets, the uh, hard way. Meets, Good call, uh, Paul. Meets night and day. Oh, wait, anybody, right. long three. anybody who's just tuning in, that's Paul Preston, who just <laughs> said this. I the hard preference. way instead of the other movies that could be exactly <laughs> like this over the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right along three. It's that, well, my feeling is, and not, I have no, no facts to back this up. <laughs> Ike's script probably sat around waiting to be made for a while until this pairing, and it's like, boom, boom, this is the perfect the, the I was wondering pairing the same thing. with the script. Boom. I realized something else uh, I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's so yummy to look at. I think that... You did forget to add that I earlier. I forgot <laughs> to mention this in case anyone cared. Holy cow, how exciting is it to be able to go to the theater and not only see like a funny movie, these guys are really great, but a gorgeous dude being super funny and not have him look like a little boy. So many of the men actors today look like children, and this dude looks like a man, and he's super buff and super handsome, and it's, it's cool. Yeah, he's no Liam Hemsworth. Right. <laughs> he's man. He's yeah, a man. He's not man. like these little torpy guys that are in like um oh that movie with Robert Twilight. De Niro. Yeah, Twilight. That's yeah. a great example. Or the one where Robert De Niro is the intern. All the guys in that were all dweebish and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. This is so cool. Yeah, I don't know. What is what is hot in hipster? Like if you had the version of The Rock who is like a hipster, who would that be? Is it Johnny is Depp? A, See, a but I mean he's he's not that he's age, not that but age. he's that look, you know. Yeah. They're probably all copying him. We went to like a hipster party once, like a bunch of craft brewers and stuff like that. I looked around at the guys and I was like, <laughs> how does skinny. any... That's redundant. They've yeah. all got, like, they all look like old men with like, v, like, yeah. like stretched out V-necks, like of old t-shirts and yeah, stuff and, and like big paunches and it's just like, what do you do? You don't even, it didn't look like men to me. They don't That's look right. like men. They look like little boys wearing grandpa's clothes. That's yeah, amazing. Which I guess is hip, but it's like, ugh. <laughs> what woman is uh, doing this? Guy? That's what I'm saying. Give me the rock. That's go. fantastic. You got him. And she, he will break you. Oh, <laughs> gonna be good. Gonna be good. All right, enough new movies. Let's take 10 seconds of yeah. break. And we'll be back with our guest who appeared in Ghostbusters. <gasps> Someone from Ghostbusters <gasps> in the Admirals nice. Club. Hang in for 10 seconds. We'll be back with William Bryan. <laughs> Bill. Bill will be here. Back with our guest. See, told you we'd have a guest. Woo-hoo. He played the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the legendary comedy Ghostbusters, but it should also be noted that he has worked in numerous films as a special effects artist, actor, puppeteer, and more. And we will get to the bottom of it all with William Bryan. Hey there. Oh, thank you very much. Great to be here. Look at you all out there. Very cool. <laughs> quite a crowd, quite a crowd. Amazing. Ghostbusters crowd has showed up. So, because Karen has said, uh, it's Ghostbusters season, so yeah. it's good to have you in with, with a new movie on the horizon. It's uh, everything's Ghostbusters, and Karen's pretty excited about that. I'm right? very <laughs> excited. I, I I have to tell you first of all, the reason poor Bill is even in here is because a couple of years ago, I was helping my friend out. <clears throat> One day, he needed someone to sell bagels at his farmer's market, so I got there. It was just way too early, so I was a little 
punchy. I'm walking down the street. I see this beautiful bagel lady. Yes, that was what it was. I'm sorry, Karen. Did, what? did yes. you just describe your morning mood as punchy? I was a little punchy. It was a little okay. early. Not the word I'd use, but go ahead. <laughs> so uh, he comes walking by, minding his own business, and he had on this... The shirt, I can't remember which one it was, but it was like a subtle ghostbustery. I, I only have 23. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it was so a deep reference. You was, caught it, right? You're like, it was oh, something it. that you definitely knew this person was either a huge fan, which I can respect, or somebody that had some sort of, there's another reason. He must have been involved in some way. So, of course, I being very. Because in this town. Because in this yeah. town, when you're selling bagels, Mr. Stay Puft is going to walk up and it totally happened. I love this town. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And so I asked him to prove it, and he did the walk, and it was dead on. It was completely the bounce and everything. Slight bounce, slight waddle. (laughs) So, and now. Double bounce, actually. The poor man. You have, you have such Ghostbusters I, radar. We've had a guest yeah. in here that you ran into years ago in Florida. We had another yeah. guest that you ran into at a different time in Florida. You know, like you just yeah. run into we Ghostbusters. played Ghostbusters in the We're theme also park. Des- yeah. desperate to be recognized. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're inside a suit. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So that's how we got him here. And I did not let the poor man, <laughs> you know, so get out of my sights. And then now it's Ghostbusters season, and here we go. Well, there's a number of things to talk about. Well, let's go right to Ghostbusters. So. How did you first get involved in the project? Because I have a feeling you worked in the special effects as far as, or the makeup or costume or whatever you want to call it in the creation of Stay Puff, yet you find yourself in the suit. So how did that all come about? The first call I got, they asked me, could you build and portray a marshmallow man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you usually get these calls. And you thought, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. All your Shakespearean I've, training. I had spent years... I was in my first Shakespearean play when I was nine. I played Trinculo, the oh. court jester in, in The Tempest in our backyard because my, anyway, there was a Trinculo. lot of, sh- lot of jester, you know, yeah. clown yeah. kind of guy, you know. You're Here's sort of- neither bush nor shrub to bear. I still have the lines oh. from oh. when I was nine right. years old. Okay, but anyway. Um, and uh, so I kept doing some Shakespeare at, uh, Will Gear's Theatricum Botanicum. In oh, Italy. yeah. Mm-hmm. Familiar. In fact, the, the signs out front, the carved ones, yeah. I, I carved some of those. Anyway. That's but, a, uh, where's this at? A, a great theater here, here in town. On Topanga Canyon Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, okay. into, it's into an outdoor Topanga. theater tucked in the woods. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Will Gear, who was uh, Grandpa Walton, he put that oh. together. He's a, a big uh, fan of, of Shakespeare. He had all the plants from Shakespeare's plays. So anyway. So um, Grandpa Walton had a Shakespeare theater? Yeah. That's That's cool. I love it. Even Karen Karen made a Shakespeare joke. And yeah, it's true. You have all this Shakespeare training (laughs) (laughs) to bring to the state of Marshmallow Man. Did. Um, I had a picture of me as Puck. And uh, yeah, you can show it to your radio audience. There you go. Oh, okay. I'll that up. Fantastic. And um, Linda Frobos was... Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. I was building still suits for Dune. Okay. Whoa, whoa, okay, that's All a good right. place to start. We, we, <laughs> we, we made a bunch of them. And, and what suits are these in these the movie? Are, in, in Dune, these are the, uh, the black uh, or brown dusty suits that, uh, that filter your, your body yeah, the moisture suits. Yeah. and return it to you to save the water. I got gotcha. you, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, and so we made a bunch of those. Uh, at the Don Post studio. And among the people that we hired to build these still suits, one was Linda Frobos, 
um, one of several effects type folks that came up from Florida uh, a couple of years before. And she was sculpting. And then uh, she helped us build these suits. She helped a lot on on uh, making it making it all make sense. You know, the the. Uh, because there's a lot of aspects, and you go back and forth between costume designers, and you were you were a sculptor by trade, or a, a, de a designer also by trade. Puppet builder okay. actually is a pretty good description, but, or yeah. costume builder. I fabricate a lot of things out of foam. Okay, um, it's a lot like cutting and and uh, sewing fabric, mm -hmm. but if you cut and glue, you don't have to include a, a seam allowance, and and it'll be a big puffy kind of a shape. Usually, and so it became sort of a specialty. And uh, <laughs> here, here were these uh, still Oddly suits enough, of made of made. <laughs> so anyway, Linda was hired to to do some sculpting on Ghostbusters. And when she was asked, "Do you know somebody who could build and portray this character?" she said, "Yes, I do." I know I someone who makes puffy suits <laughs> <laughs> and who uh, acts. And who's a performer? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I got the call. Yeah. Went in, talked to. Uh, Steve Johnson and Randy Cook um, and Stuart Ziff. And uh, suddenly I found that I was right in there with them. I was on their level, hired as, all right, you're in charge wow. of that department. And uh, we spent some time figuring out how to build the suits, and then, uh, then we made them. How heavy is the suit? Actually, the suit is not very heavy. Oh, it's good. only, it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's an internal layer of uh, a lightweight, uh, semi-firm foam, kind of like boogie board foam, sort of, but fine, so, so finer. So not made out of marshmallow. Not <laughs> actual no. marshmallow, but actually kind of a buzz it's something kind of. very similar. <laughs> now, how does one go about making this? Before we get to the weight, how do you, uh, how do, you, how do, you do that? How does one uh, you know, make a marshmallow? You know, it's funny because last Monday... I would have used marshmallow. I it seems, <laughs> seems like that would have been the easiest Your way to go. Your suit would have been really sticky, That's why you didn't get the nod. Yeah. <laughs> On Monday, I was asked to build one by Tuesday for Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. They show. gave you one oh. day to build I it? I did it in a day. What? Holy cow. It looked great, by the way. Thank you. Is this a yeah. Stay Puff costume? Yeah, yeah. For, uh, for Guillermo. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I kind of knew how. Yeah. <laughs> you had built maybe now, 15 by then, right? Yeah, 18, I think okay. we did, and burnt 17, oh. you know, and then one of them disappeared in Japan somewhere. Oh, I, I got into your basement. Okay, well, I, all right. I wish. Um, it is crushing a miniature city right now for someone's now. own entertainment in their basement, I guarantee it. <laughs> no, all, all, uh, yes, right. So rich Japanese businessman, yeah. I'm guessing. You're uh, right up there next to Godzilla. <laughs> Right. Yeah, here here in Southern California, they hire Lady Gaga to sing at the graduation. Back in Japan, they get somebody to dress up as Godzilla and sm smash a city and for their kids' graduation. The, rich, the richest of Japanese yeah. businessmen have whole basements uh, filled with like cities. And oh, hello. Oh, On to the speed round. An angel oh, just got into it. <laughs> and now to the next dating contestant. <laughs> next next guest, you're out. Boom. <laughs> okay, so number okay. well, number of things to say about that. First of all, 30 plus years later, they come to you when they need us. Mm. I just think that's the that greatest. That's cool, cool right? <laughs> yeah. It, I, I haven't been keeping it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so. I, I see actually, the shirt you're wearing there. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I, Ask I, me they, about my Stay Puff. <laughs> <laughs> they keep be careful you say that to They keep printing them. I keep wearing them. <laughs> Good for you. And for those who didn't see, uh, the, it's on Hulu. You can see Jimmy Kimmel, uh, the new cast and the old cast got together, and Guillermo. Was wearing the Stay Puft oh, suit. Wow. Yes. And you made that suit. And you, I did. Did and you that have day to make I it his size? I finally met 
Oh, Bill wait, Murray. There's a great I, picture I on mean, your Facebook page. 32 years later, we were working on opposite yeah. sides of town. You yeah. never met him? No, no. No. I still haven't met Dan. He kind of buzzed past me off off the Kimmel set. No. Oh, well. I <laughs> no love you another have, time. never met the... I'll go, I'll go tell him sometime when he's selling vodka. You never yeah. met the <laughs> Ghostbusters. That's how we talked to him. Or you In, wouldn't have had to during production, because yeah. that would have been two different places, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, far you, apart. Um, actually, I know Ernie because of uh, events. We go and, and sign autographs. And so Ernie doesn't always get the, the full press when uh, when the other guys are in the room. Yeah. And so as he came off the stage, I was feeling about the way he was. So we shook hands and <laughs> felt really good about, <laughs> about that moment. <laughs> now, Ackroyd on, on the interview with Jimmy said that they ordered a Stay Puft. But they weren't aware. He said somebody he wasn't aware he's going to be a sailor until he arrived. Right. <laughs> well, one of the, uh, I mean, this is in in the original designs. You see in the in the Stay Puft book, you can see these uh, drawings. They hired uh, several designers to come up with a lot of designs for what they thought the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man ought to be, and. Uh, so here it is. There's the yeah, page there's where a whole there's bunch. in this one. He is a sailor in most of them, though. Yeah, but he wasn't originally going to be a sailor. He's going to be part Michelin Man and well, part like some sort of. Logo. Well, he, he just has an ascot. He could have been royalty. He could have <laughs> been, <laughs> been coming from the country club. I don't know. It's just like the Cracker Jack. There was a sailor that was kind of popular at that time. I think that's true. Yeah. This is the type of thing. And uh, Speedy Alka-Seltzer wasn't he kind of? He uh, kind of yeah. was a big mm-hmm. round donut looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a big round donut looking thing. So Fantastic. It's true that Stay Puffed wasn't. A marshmallow, that, that's, like brand marshmallow. That is correct. Uh, Dan no. confirmed that on, okay. on Kimmel. Because I, I couldn't. He said it was the Angelus puffed, <laughs> and it's spelled P-U-F-T. Yeah, not yeah. E-D. It's puffed. S-T-A or S-T-A-Y puffed. <laughs> like so. And, it, and it's puffed. in in Ghostbusters. It's just on the counter when the eggs start popping that's open. Right. So so if you're there to ca- if you could catch that, that's especially right, the second time, it's there and it's on the side of the building. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That. Yes. Yeah. One of those old. Fading brick. Yeah, it's stay puffed. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's when the uh, the ghosts first come out of the the roof of the the firehouse. Oh, so you don't get any okay. of the action off these uh, plush toys. Not the plush. Well, I mean, we cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of action. Not that kind of action. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So uh, you're on the set, and you basically are part of one of the biggest gags of all time in a in a film. How does uh, what does Reitman tell you to do? Actually, Reitman wasn't there. It's probably it was, second. Uh, wow, you were right? second, second AD guy. Second Steve unit. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Neal was the wow. uh, cameraman and director. Well, I guess he was director. And uh, um, anyway, so uh, he just he gave me some advice, like uh, pull in your arm. You're about to knock over a, a street <laughs> lamp. Things like that. practical <laughs> advice. Now, just as a learning moment and a teaching moment for my friends back in Jamestown, in case they are not as hip as. All of our listeners are so hip, but the idea is whenever you have your movie, you have your director like an Ivan Reitman, and he's with the um, lead characters and the actors, and uh, there's a lot going on at the same time, so across town. Yeah, model work, special effects work, all the plates and stuff are being shot. And that's being directed by a second AD, which is the second, the assistant director. And so that's the person you worked with. That's right, the second unit director. Second unit director. And uh, he, uh, I guess, well, let's see. They had shot in New York, so he had a plate, they call it, which is the uh, 
the the frame that I'm going to be marching through. It's mm-hmm. uh, a picture of of what was that uh, Columbus Circle, and uh, so he could flip it in and out in front of the camera so that he could see how it was going to look. I mean, this is pre. That's that like a green computer. Amazing. That's yeah. like a glass painting, right? Is that That's what the, right. the I mean, thing is? It just, I mean, it was. It a gives photograph, you a, a glass photograph. Yeah, and he could, and like you know That's you know when you can uh, click your mirror. Uh, oh yeah, in the car to get high and beams get and low beams or not, mm-hmm. uh, or whatever that is. Mm. Same kind of deal where you could see it kind of projected on the on the lens, and wow. so. But meanwhile, there's a full size <laughs> scale yeah, so city you're also walking through all the well, streets okay, and all that's that stuff. True. Is, that was huge. Th- that was in the other. Uh, there were other shots. There were some that were shot against a plate in New okay. York, and uh, some that were shot in front of the the model that we did the the table set where. Uh, where there were little cars at the back and big cars at the front. Holy cow, this tells me that there was a lot of math done. Oh, yeah. A lot of math. A lot of math. Scale math. The buildings are smaller up there at the back end and bigger down here. Kids, pay attention to math. (laughs) You got to destroy stuff, though, right? You got to smash and crush. I I still have a taxi cab (gasps) that's flattened. (gasps) Yay! That's cool. Did we discuss where the original suit is? We, uh... Sad Japan. to say, I don't know for sure. No, but that's I think right. it's yeah. in Japan. Oh. I, I heard that it went for a for a museum display to Japan, and I've gotcha. never okay, heard yeah, of yeah, yeah, right. it being anywhere since then. Sent so, it out to get cleaned so and never I'm, came back. I'm doing the old Sherlock Holmes thing. I'm figuring <laughs> now, you say there, there's there is a there's a couple different shots that lead up to the big shot of uh, Stay Puft walking down the street, and we have discussed this on the show before. But the key to that incredibly funny moment is that the buildup, of course, of the actors saying, "What did you do, Ray? What did you what did you think of? You know, wh- I thought of something what, that could yeah. not possibly hurt us. Something if, from exactly. my childhood. If we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover will right. come and destroy us. So Dan Aykroyd tries to think of the most gentle thing he could but the first thing you see is just the head behind a couple of buildings and so there's this long bit of suspense Mm -hmm. yeah until you get to the giant just funniest looking uh uh, goofiest smilingest cutest thing destroying the city i remember (laughs) specifically when i saw that in the theater and i was like what could it be because you know clearly who who knows and i remember seeing it and not understanding what i was seeing that was really exciting Mm because you kind of go wait what was that and then he it goes behind the building, so you have a second to go. No, what, what? what was that? And then it comes out again. And you're like, I see it, but I still don't know what it is. And then he comes out, and then Dan Aykroyd says, "It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man." Which all the timing of that perfect is just timing. so perfect. That, that flat <laughs> delivery. It's the Stay Puft. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yep. yeah, yep. should have known. Now of course, silly me. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and don't you destroy the church just off camera? I the, I stepped on a apple box to be honest nobody okay. steps on an apple box in my town <laughs> <laughs> and then because uh, you can only lift your leg so high when you're wearing one of these suits oh. i can always tell that yeah. they don't really show the church crumbling it's it's clearly yeah. behind a glass yeah. uh, painting or all right i have a question for you because for my birthday paul got me this amazing that ghostbusters book. book it's just this coffee table book it's the ultimate visual history awesome and there's an entire chapter about bill of course awesome. and in here they very specifically talk about how you had to redesign the crotch of Mr. Stay Puft. Oh, what is going that. on there? Well, uh, the first version of, of Stay Puft, it was all soft, soft okay. foam. A couple of layers of soft foam. I figured comfy and sure. you know, it'll move. And so I didn't realize because I had never been in that position <laughs> down be- yes. in front watching it walk over. But when, uh, <laughs> as it passes over it it looks like a, a 
young a baby girl. Oh no! Oh. I thought you were going to tell me you got some Stay Puffed bold. <laughs> Um, uh, you got some Stay Puffed so Camel Toe? Camel Toe. It, it was not what they were looking for. No. Stay Puffed Camel Toe. So they had to tighten that up and so, yeah, make it we, harder. Yeah, they, like we, Bart leaving the house anymore, you got to tighten it. that up. <laughs> <laughs> the first solution uh, was fiberglass, and I did not want oh. a, a fiberglass suit. So I kind of I sort of sabotaged it along the way. Perfect. Um, and then came up with a, a softer uh, the different foam that I used, uh, which I was glad I did, partly because I wasn't cutting my legs on fiberglass mm-hmm. or itching because of it, but also because the whole thing, it really did move. It There was a, a big foam belt that I wore that connected my belly to its belly, and, and so it moved with me a little bit. Oh, instead of you moving inside of it, it moved together. Oh, that's, that's right. Cool. I pushed it around a little, some. It was a big foam spring sort of a thing. Inside, so it was kind of like it's marshmallow. A great suit. How many days were you in that? How many shooting days were you in that? Twelve weeks. Oh my Whoa. god! No way! Oh. Might have to put in a little overtime on this <laughs> hey! one. Hey, that's nice. <laughs> well, that's how much sag I got. Hey! Ah, perfect. Awesome. Good we work. won't tell. Wonderful. I'm sure there's some sort of time. Too, too much time's gone by to go back. Do you still reason. get residuals? <laughs> yeah, you got testing phase. You got to sculpt it. You Shut up. So every now and then, you get a residual check from Ghost. Busters. Nice. I, oh, quarterly. I love that <laughs> in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I get to happen. track the the uh, ups and downs of... of It'll start uh, picking up again now that the new movie comes out. I think so. People That's, will go back to the source material. When people ask me, how do you feel about the new one? I yep. always say, hey, no matter how good it is... Not enough stay puffed. Because they're going to watch the first one, right? Yeah, they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Because then, just like a painting, that's your sculpture, right? That's a piece of your art that's on that screen. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Remember Joni Mitchell saying, hey, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Van Gogh. Vincent. Hey, Vincent, paint Starry Night again for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Let's do it. Did you have a sense of how funny that moment was going to be? and Or did when you finally well, saw it in a theater, did you realize, oh, I see. I kill here. <laughs> it was always ridiculous. No. <laughs> no, of course, it was... When I first saw the script, I, I only knew that Bill Murray was going to be in it. So in my head, he said every line. And so it was hilarious. <laughs> that would be the best Karen, movie. I think Karen's envisioned that movie. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And so uh, then when we got to the end, it was like, of course, there, that's funny. And so, But you, you go to the theater, you're sitting there with the crowd, there's that big buildup that we say, we love that comic buildup to the big punchline, it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, huge laugh, and you're there the first time you see this with a crowd, how's that feel? Uh, the, first, <laughs> the first time I saw it with a crowd was five weeks into the release. Okay. Um, I, I had seen an almost finished version, and I was a little disappointed. Mm. Oh. Because, you know, scene missing. Is that the one where they all die at the end? Remember? Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Didn't um, test well. And so, <laughs> so when I went to see it, you know, five weeks in, I didn't realize what a phenomenon it had become. And so when the music started and everybody started singing along, uh-huh. and then they all started quoting every yes! line that was yeah. I realized, wait, mm-hmm. this might be something. So by the time we got to the end and they were cheering and shouting, Thought, did you okay, want to? Did you stand right up and go? I'm the Steve They think you're <laughs> well, crazy, right? I was I was waiting for uh, a table at a restaurant on one <laughs> Sunday morning, I'll and some kids know. kids were playing uh, with their you know with their ba- their 
proton pack. Proton pack. Oh, nice. and, and I thought, I'll give him a thrill. He said, hey, I was the marshmallow man. He looked at me and said, no, you weren't. <laughs> Sounds like my conversation with you. And I realized, uh, okay, no, <laughs> there's nothing. You should have showed do, him the walk. Nothing I can do about this. Sure, and our waitress is Britney Spears. All right, guys. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so never mind. So I, of course, know you from Ghostbusters, but you've done other stuff in Army of Darkness. Now, what was going on there? Ooh, I was. This is a I was the movie. pit bitch. You were who? I was the pit bitch. You were? Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. yeah the hag. Oh, I love when Adam realizes you really, yeah, I know, right? You're the greatest. The hag in the hall? That's yes, cool. of course. Yeah. And that character wouldn't have been in the movie if, uh, well, Brent Armstrong, who uh, sculpted the, the other witch that was also flipping around and, and mm-hmm. um, had sculpted this very boogity, ugly hag. Face, yeah, and who attacks when, uh, Ash when he gets thrown down into the pits? Yeah, well, uh, Sam Raimi had seen pictures, but he thought it was maybe so over the top it would maybe be a funny moment instead of a scary moment when he wanted to scare. Mm-hmm. And so he came to K and B where I was working, making skeletons, uh, you know, background for Army of Darkness too, because yeah. there's a ton of skeletons yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah. yeah, lots of them. Anyway, so. Um, I had done the the body, which is sort of minimal for this this uh, pit, just you know boobs and and raggedy outfit. Anyway, that's um, all you need. Boobs. So really, that was it. Uh, so you were in a wild comedy. Uh, exactly, exactly. The wild, wild pit bitch. <laughs> and so uh, Sam was coming to a meeting. They wanted to show it to him. I was asked to put it on. So I. I'm standing around waiting and waiting, and the meetings wearing going on. some boobs, waiting, wearing boobs <laughs> nice. like, like you do, like and you then, do. And then I thought, wait a second, see that little piece of plywood? They bring that over here. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stand on that plywood. When Sam came in, I assumed the mannequin position, you know, and just froze <laughs> and wait until waited till he was close enough, and then I gotched him. Oh, <laughs> you know? he, must have and he said, that. oh, all right. Okay, it's in the movie, and I want him in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is a good so, story. That is there, cool, there dude. That is awesome. That is very That cool. is so great. That's such a great sequence. Yes, and that's where... Uh, but at the moment... <laughs> so your my, advice to young my, actor, my, actors my, is to scare the scare casting director. Yeah. Yeah. The director. Yeah. The director, yeah. the director yeah. right? The director. Jump out from behind a bush or something. Yeah. But I guess he assumed that I knew what to do, because when the time came, his direction was, Come out, Monster Bill! <laughs> and so I did. Uh, uh, what do I do? All right, I guess you do that thing. You go, blah, you know, put put your hands up and threaten. I have to tell you <laughs> exactly uh, what you do. I did the uh, I did the special effects stages show at Universal Studios uh, for in the theme park uh-huh. for about five years. And a shot of you was in that montage, in oh, the opening. Really? Because uh, really? yeah. yeah. they went through everything, you know, from oh, Frankenstein okay. to Dragonheart nice. to the Hulk oh. to every, you know, all, everything in between. Come out, Monster Bill. Did, I love that. <laughs> did you I also puppeteered on Doc Ock's tentacles? In, oh, you did uh, with Sam Raimi. Oh, how fun! And so there was some old school there going oh, on. That's great. That nice. Yeah, that's great. Did you uh, sculpt the pit bitch? Is that your sculpt? No, no, no. Uh, Brent Armstrong sculpted that. <laughs> okay, oh, very fine piece. Yeah. Because it looks very in keeping with the Deadites and stuff. Yes, the movies yes. And stuff, yeah. I saw a bit bitch when I was in Vegas. Unpleasant. <laughs> uh, okay, Adam, let's... You can't let's, call him that. Let's talk about Beastmaster. Okay. Beastmaster! Oh, I just saw this movie for the first time Ditto. in the last year. Oh, Paul, and I, right? yeah, yeah, I, Paul yeah. and I saw it at the Egyptian. It was a double feature now. Sword and Sorcery. I love this. This is, this is vintage Cinemax stuff. 
from when we were kids. We saw Beastmaster and Sword and the Sorcerer on one night. I mean, this is the I just the door nights was like Richard this. Richard Mall and Sword and Sorcerer. Yes, yeah. was he? He was the demon. But the thing we were shocked about is Beastmaster is a legitimately, to this day, good movie. Oh. It's really good and not dull and very exciting, right? Yeah. It's yeah. got Rip Torn. <laughs> <laughs> What's, yeah. so what, how can Mark you go Singer? wrong? Yeah, um, Mark Singer, Rip and Torn. And Coscarelli was there, right, for the yeah. Q&A. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. The Egyptian, Somehow that's how or other, I was asked to do some things for this movie. There were, there were these gate guards that had uh, crisscross kind of helmets. Mm-hmm. Uh, sculpted those, and then cast them. Um, the first casting job in my life. Anyway, um, <laughs> then there was... Um, and you tell them you know what you're doing, and oh, exactly. it a job. <laughs> then you just got to do it. Um, then, uh, you know the little skull, uh, skull things that they would the priests would hang themselves with? They'd yeah. throw it up into the ceiling, it would stick, and... Oh, yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Little kind cool of a, a bell-like <laughs> necklace that they wore. I made, you know... Card, uh, hammered one out of out of uh, copper, molded it, oh, wow. and made a bunch of them. But they were pretty flimsy; they snapped all the time. But they kept buying them. Anyway, oh, <laughs> oops. Wow. Um, Always good. The little girl was carried away by a bird. Remember? Okay, yeah. And uh, I made a lightweight little foam girl to be carried away by a bird. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, they stored it in plastic trash bag taped to the roof of the prop trailer and when it heated up and it dropped to the floor it was thrown out with the rest of the trash oh. Oh, no. so i made another lightweight oh, little good. girl you paid for another one excellent <laughs> like you do like you uh, do. and they attach it to a real bird and had it fly away in slow motion right and it's, <laughs> that's it's the crazy. effect yeah <laughs> so there, yeah there were a lot of little jobs on that thing oh, that's so cool uh Good buddy of mine made Mark Singer's uh, little uh, golden. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, legendary. Uh, the, 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 uh, yeah, right. the late Bart Daniels. May he rest in peace. Mm. Oh. Good friend from uh, from college, actually, and then from we Syracuse University right. to our WRFA <laughs> listeners. See, <laughs> yes. so you too could go to Syracuse University and end up working on one of the biggest movies of all time. Beastmaster. Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, of course. You're right there. Uh, now, there's two other movies I want to talk about that you worked on because uh, I would love any experience you may have had with the leads. Now, I know you do a lot of second unit stuff, so you may not have seen Robin Williams or Mel Gibson, but you worked on Bicentennial Man and The Beaver. Mm. I yeah. actually, I doubled Robin, dressed Robin, uh, oh, cool. I designed a lot of the suit, I built a lot of the suit, and then... then did, I got to have my own scene. Oh, even I even wow. came up with a line in the movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I wow. thought you had an actor credit for that one as well <laughs> oh, as nice. that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. I, I had, I happen to have had, I guess still have the same bone lengths <laughs> as Robin. Oh wow! Um, and so I could fit in the suit. So when we built the suit, uh, we built it to fit me with some girth in the in his bicycle legs and and thing. It was called Bicycle Tennial Man, right? Something like that. <laughs> anyway, Something like so, that. Um, <laughs> bicycle Tennial. Yes. Um, so uh, there was one scene. I was talking to Robin's assistant uh, while he was doing a, a shot, and I was mentioning that I'd done some carving on, on Hook and on toys. Hmm. And she said, wait, I'll be right back. Robin comes running back. He says, Bill, you carve? Could you do the carving scene tomorrow? I'm afraid I'm going to cut my thumb off. 
So, <laughs> oh, so cool. I have my own scene where little miss hands me the chisel and I, I do yeah. some do some carving for a moment. So those are your hands doing I, the yeah, carving. Oh, full, wow. full shot. That's really smart. That's really huh. cool. I was also uh, I captured the the spider and released it, and I did some drawing and I, uh, I just various bits and pieces. When are you both um, left handed? Is he left handed? Hmm. Um, oh, maybe, maybe. doesn't matter. With the nobody thought of that. Never. Yeah. Oh, that's true because he's a, he's a robot. A robot. He's ambidextrous. Right. He's Most by. robots are. By the who, way, who programs a robot to be left handed? <laughs> you're, <by>, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> by the way, I have a theory about left. Handedness and creativity. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, we've all heard about it, right? But here's something that I'm superior to the rest of the room. Apparently, Every, that if I use my left hand, it feels like someone else is doing it. <laughs> when you're writing or drawing with your left hand, you can't see what you're doing, can you? Mm-mm. So you're practicing your imagination. Oh, you can't. Interesting. Well, because yeah, yeah, you, 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 you cover it. You're covering. You're in the way. Oh. So you cover it, which is why it's everything I write is smeared. You have to invent <laughs> along the way. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so what was your big line? Yeah. What'd you say? Oh, okay. So, uh, Robin, set uh, the scene. Set the scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. The scene. We're, we're it's the bicentennial. There's a man. He's <laughs> <laughs> a robot man. He's got Ro- big bike legs. Ro- <laughs> Robin Williams is a robot. Uh-huh. Um, his uh, owner. Sam Neal, sir, has taken him. Sir, sir, uh, takes him to uh, Northam Robotics because Andrew Martin, the robot, has been showing some interesting signs. He's been Mm. actually doing artwork of quality, of artistic quality, and Mm. so he wants to know: Is this ordinary? And Stephen Root, who's the uh, president of Northam Robotics. He says, oh, well, we'll have to take him in and take him apart and figure out what's going wrong because, you know, this isn't isn't the way they're we intended have to, to be. his creativity. And right. he, Just he like says, a good teacher. And <laughs> so he said, what if he should run amok? And mm. Robin was trying to find a line, a joke on run, run amok. And mm-hmm. there was he amok. was going with running. It was and and that just wasn't falling. It wasn't. And so I'm I'm putting his chin on and I. <laughs> Um, As you do. As one and, Again. And, and I murmured, one is not programmed to run mucks, sir. I, said, I like it. I like it. And Ooh. that was the next one that nice. came out. Oh, cool. nice. Did they, nice. And they kept that one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. I didn't get a credit, of wow. course. Yeah. But it's my muck running line. That's nice. Wow. That's cool. Oh, that's now, great. one of the great uh, film actors of uh, the last 30 years who I want back is Mel Gibson. I mean, it's a shame that the whole thing derailed because he's I been in some of the Mel finest movies. He's a fantastic <laughs> actor and director. Uh, Beaver, the Beaver was one of his shots to try and come back into mm-hmm. favor. Jodie Foster wanted to give him that because they're good friends. Um, and you worked in what capacity with the puppet, no doubt? First, I built the puppet, and then I taught Mel how to puppeteer. Oh, wow. So had, you got oh, to spend some quality had, time with Mel. I had several uh, two-hour lessons where we we wow. puppeteered back and forth and... Just yammered about this and that. Did he ever ask you if you were Jewish or talk to you about anything? Actually, like? the, when I first did, he want to see your tits. And when I, <laughs> <laughs> just tell me he's great. Just I, that's all I want to hear. Is he, I know you guys understood. Like, he's fantastic. Yeah. He actually he is. He's just a of guy. Course he's just a guy. He you know, he said a few things. Uh, <laughs> oh but, no, you know, they do. But when as I, you when do. I, when as I one first does. saw him, he he was standing there with a. a he said, "Do you ever get one of these hangnails on your thumb? Ah, it just grows in wrong. It just, oh, it hurts like crazy." I said, "Huh? Hmm, freedom." 
What was he doing with his nail? Uh, William Wallace of... uh, obviously uh, uh, didn't suffer that kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was sure. disemboweled, but the hangnail never... Uh... He could lose a thumb and not yeah. notice. Good point. He's human. He was actually a lot of fun to work with. He um, seems like he'd be cool, except when he's been drinking. He, he, I know plenty of people he like had, <laughs> I don't know. He had quit drinking by the time I met him. Good. That's cool. Hmm. He was no longer... He's so funny. Involved in I that miss sort of thing. I like him yeah, a lot. Yeah, it'd be great to see some good stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so good. Uh, and one more thing you uh, are going to appear in, according to IMDb, is cleaning up the town, remembering Ghostbusters. Oh. Are we on the brink of some documentary? What? That's right. Uh, uh, there's some of me in that. There's, did you see uh, the uh, Death of Superman Lives? Yeah. Did you see that one? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm all over that one. Are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a second. I you that, are. I made that suit, and then I told him about it. <laughs> wait a second. You are. Yeah. I, I own like the eight-hour version of oh, that. Oh, okay. I've seen your extended okay, interview. All right, I just realized, do you know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> you are all over that document. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know because uh, I did not see that. So how are you tied into oh, Super, the Superman Lives? Code. Okay, the uh, Superman Lives was a an ill-fated <laughs> film uh, from back in about what ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in there. Um, and uh, I was working with Steve Johnson at the time at uh, Edge Effects. It had changed from X Effects. Uh, no, anyway, maybe it was X Effects at the time. Anyway, um, but he was asked to do. A regeneration suit for Superman. Oh. It's the one that got leaked. The lights, mm-hmm. the light, the and luminescent. So uh, uh, Nick Cage was supposed to play Superman, and and there was a body cast of him, and they were sculpting on it. And I was looking at it, saying, "This isn't going to work." I mean, it had had hard parts where things were supposed to move, and and soft parts in between, and I just didn't think it was going to work. So I. I grabbed some of the hard parts, and uh, it was Christmas time. I needed some work, so I said, hey, do you mind if I just fiddle with something here? And Steve usually let me just mess with stuff after after plastic bags. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I came up with this a way that we could make a, well, basically a hard armor suit where the, the transparent layers would um, overlap, and uh, they were held together by some... Uh, cables underneath. Yeah, it almost looks like a like an insect plate. Yeah, that's that kind of go like, over one yeah. another. And before that, I've I've, I've watched the. I, it's hilarious <laughs> that I know you now. He's right there. Uh, yeah, you're right here. But they had built a full silicone one that nobody could move in it before. Like move. super. Th- imagine being like encased in silicone oh. and like it's huge. It was yeah. So anyway. he was trying to solve the problem of how to actually because they put it on Nicolas Cage and he's like, I hate all of you and he's like, <laughs> almost storms out like this is horrible. You know. Oh, oh well. <laughs> but then he put on this other one and it's yeah. got these. Uh, it's got laser uh, fiber optics under it and just. All kinds of cool stuff going on, and so uh, we fulfilled our contractual uh, obligation. So the movie would, that never and, came. And out. actually, it was because of, of the footage from that that we were hired to do Bicentennial Man. Oh, that and, makes sense. Uh, because of the hard <clears throat> overlapping plates, and so then I was asked to come up with an, an arm, and I thought, well, you know, the the ball inside of the elbow, like the mm-hmm. like an action figure has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I made them out of little leaves, you know, so that they would close and open. So that's the same so thing that goes in the bicentennial like, man suit. Is yeah, the exactly. Superman regeneration suit? It, well, no, no, I mean, or the, st- the that was later. That happened yeah. for the bicentennial man oh, okay. suit. Yeah, but that's how we ended up getting the job. Anyway, so so it's safe cool. to say that you you don't ever have any apprehension about buying furniture from IKEA. 
right? I can put stuff together. <laughs> I can do it all right. The flugen is like, I can get that done in like 20 minutes, man. I can do a whole bedroom set. And, and there's a lot of like pieces left over, but that yeah. doesn't matter. I wish I had that sort of confidence. What did you go to school for? Were you mechanical, mechanical Actually, engineer? Actually, I was a metalsmithing major. I was hammering on gold and silver. Okay, well, but that has at least some... But I was doing uh, costumes and puppets on the side for... Mm-hmm. Just to make a few extra bucks at Halloween, you know, Mm -hmm. you'd go out to the bar and uh, win the contest. You got another hundred dollars, you know, so. It only uh, makes sense. It all comes together where you make a robot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Let me ask you the question we ask everybody who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? I've been answering this the same way for a long time, and it's still Little Big Man. Oh, what a great movie that is. I don't think we've had that. Yeah, we've had that first time today. Yeah, today. if you haven't seen this film, I have not. Let <laughs> me put it on the list. You would love this movie. Oh yeah. my god! Okay. Don't see um, and it's not a short one. Uh, no, don't is. see Beastmaster, Karen. You won't like that. <laughs> no, but, but little see big little man. big man. I have a, and and the list. makeup. Uh, the the famous Dick, Dick Smith. Dick Smith did this amazing uh, old age makeup, which has been surpassed over time. But it sure. was it was groundbreaking at the time the idea of putting that much foam latex on somebody's face yeah because they made dust off in 100 and years then, old and right? then he would run around and scream and his voice would be a uh, you know old man by the time he got started and he told about his youth and and being captured by the indians and then growing up with them and then being rescued <laughs> and Faye dunaway plays this wonderful preacher's wife who helps him out <laughs> it was years before Dances with Wolves, but there's a That's similar right. sort of there thing is. where a white man can mm-hmm. play both sides of the Indian and white yeah, man yeah. conflict by being close to both. And and he ends up being at the uh, the Battle, Battle of Bighorn. Bighorn, uh, yeah. yeah. So like this huge historic thing that that's this. Uh, so Richard Mulligan, Dustin yes. Hoffman. God, he's funny in that as as Custer. Just yeah. amazing. Stuff. Is that who plays Custer? Yeah. In that? Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long yeah. time. Brilliant. That's hilarious. That's the thing. I mean, I compared Dances with Wolves, but Little Big Man's quite funny. Yeah. But the old um, the old Indian uh, is it is it Chief Dan George? I think so. I think so. Yeah. If he's not the uh, the cuckoo's nest one, is he? No. Okay, then. Then it's Running uh, Bear. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, but you see what I'm saying. Wait. Yeah. I, now I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. See, but the you guy you're talking about is great. Yeah, he is <laughs> wonderful. In Little uh, Big Man. Um, Today is a good day to die. That's, yes, that's exactly. that, right? Yeah. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't a good day to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karen, yeah, you'll want to watch that. I right? definitely want to watch that. All right. That's a guy I need to read. Here's my favorite line I will avert my eyes at the proper moment. That's from Little Big Man? I remember that. Faye Dunaway is giving. Little little uh, d- uh, Denny Crab a bath. <laughs> I have to watch that because I started to fall in love with Faye Dunaway just during the um, horror story TV show. Is she on that? Isn't that who's That's in just it? Oh, oh, just oh, right. I Faye Dunaway was in Three Days of the Condor, which that was, was great. That was good. Okay, yeah. so I get a little confused. I love her too. Jessica Lange was beautiful in that. So don't there watch you go. That. <laughs> All right, Karen, while you're going Bonnie on, oh, yes. uh, uh, Eyes of Laura Mars. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Let's take things home with Karen and her look at this week and the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Celebrity birthdays. All right. So to get things going off with our birthdays, we're going to have a very happy birthday. Wish to Mr. Chris Evans, who turns 35. He can play. It doesn't look a day over. Look a day over 83. (laughs) He can play anywhere from a Harvard 
hottie from The Nanny Diaries Ooh. to Captain America. He always looks like he's in disguise as himself. He's one of these guys that doesn't quite look right when he's no- looking normal. I don't know how to else really? to explain it. It's, yeah. He's it too handsome. Like he's dressed up as Chris Evans. Because he's too handsome. <laughs> all, Might be it. All my man crushes are on superheroes. He looks like Captain America all the time. <laughs> all the man, no time. more than in this latest movie. All right, so he's he appeared in America. nine uh, films nine with Stan Lee. Times? Nine films with Stan Lee. Can you can you rattle off the nine Stan Lee films, you guys? First Avenger, Winter Soldier, Avengers, Ultron, and Civil War. Fantastic okay, there's four. Five. Okay, there's five. He's in Thor: The Dark World cameo. Yes. Fantastic Four. Okay, and oh, yeah. one and two. Silver Surfer. One and, and two, Silver Rise Surfer. of Silver Surfer. That leaves one, right? Uh-huh. Another t- horrible teen movie. Oh. Stan Lee did a cameo in that. Oh, okay, see how I said that? Another horrible teen movie? He said the name of the uh, made up movie. I with think the actually Thor. you got them all because it has Captain America, the first Avenger, the Avengers movie, yeah. Thor, the Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant Man. Did you oh, say Ant-Man? Right. Ant-Man post-credit sequence. There you, go. There you sequence. go. So what was I thinking about? <laughs> Who knows what uh, you were thinking not about. Another <laughs> not, not another team movie. Not another team movie. Another horrible team movie. It's not the name of <laughs> but That's two on the nose. Oh, no, I, I actually described it as it was. Yes. Another horrible <laughs> team movie. Well, as you're, I think I came out last week. As you're alluding to, Chris Evans was not always a superhero, sadly. <gasps> no? He started out his acting career in a number of chick flicks, or as some might say, young adult comedies, romantic comedies. Not back then they didn't call him that. <laughs> no. <laughs> However... I'm going to list a couple, and I want you to say whether or not you think that Chris Evans was in this movie. We know he was in The Nanny Diaries, right, with Scarlett Johansson. Was he in House Bunny with Anna Faris? No. No. How about What's Your Number with Anna Faris? Yes. Yes. How about The Perfect Score with Scarlett Johansson? No. No. He was! As a matter of fact, they're buddies. (laughs) I know you won't have heard of these. Oh, it's a couple of movies now. Yeah, they're they're friends. Mm -hmm. Uptown Girls with Brittany Murphy. Never heard of it. <laughs> you mean you didn't see it, Adam? <laughs> if there gets to be five of them, you have to go see it. Yeah, I'm yeah. done, girls. Uh-huh. Four, you'll be going. He was not. He, you don't have to see it. He wasn't in it. Uh, How about he's not that into you with Jennifer Aniston and Bradley Cooper? That yes. sounds like a thing. No, a, he wasn't in that. A huge cast. But it sounds like that he was a movie, though. <laughs> Purely guessing at this point. How that about is a movie, right? because you've never heard of these movies? Are we guessing if these That's are movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're the, what's the objective here? He was, so you're gonna name some fake movies that are teen movies that I've never seen. How about playing it cool with Michelle Monaghan? That one you made up. That's real, and oh. he was in it. <laughs> I could have sworn both the movie and the actress were made up. <laughs> no, she stars in the movie right now with the, your buddy Aaron Paul. Oh, he's on Central a TV Delta? show. Oh, no, the um, path. It's yeah. a oh, that's a show. But, but is playing it cool the sequel to Chill Factor? <laughs> I don't know. It like, what about playing for keeps? Where does that? <laughs> All right, now <laughs> we are in for a treat, you guys, because I have. Chill, dead, Chill Factor dead, is a movie about uh, people soldiers. driving around an ice cream truck with oh. some nitroglycerin in it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes? Yeah. Okay, so cool. I think there was another one. All right. So uh, I just want to tell you that we have some a special guest because usually when we do our birthdays, we don't necessarily always have the birthday boy with us, but we do have this birthday no boy way. on the phone. Who do you oh. It's very exciting. So I want to, first of all, just say... As I always do, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Donald Trump, who turned 70. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he can play a wow. C- anywhere from a CEO to a pen- potential P-O-T-U-S. Mm-hmm. Mm. That he, sounds dirty when it, you spell it out. <laughs> POTUS always sounds gross. Yeah. P-O-T-U-S. <laughs> no, I yeah. wanted to concentrate on his acting work and his producing work. He was yeah. a producer of the Miss America pageants, mm-hmm. USA pageant, and The Apprentice. And he has 17 acting credits on IMDb nice. for TV shows like The Jeffersons, Sex in the City, ah. Monk, movies like Zoolander, The Little Rascals, where he Was played Hillary Waldo's dad. Don't no. So. 
Home Alone 2, he played Lost in New York. Oh, he yeah. was in that. Yeah. Of course. And a Woody Allen movie, Celebrity. Oh, oh. I know, it's hard to believe. But uh, I am on the phone. Mr. Trump, are you there? Mr. Trump? Hello? Uh-oh. Oh, put him back Uh-oh. in speaker. Let me put him back. Hello, Mr. Trump? Have I, I lost you? I just, you know, I was just loving everything <laughs> you were saying. I just wanted to get a basket in. It's so fantastic to have me on your podcast <laughs> out of a garage. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Mr. And Trump, I'm so yes? happy. You know, I, I, I love, love, love movies. I was going to be a movie producer. A lot of people don't know that. That's what I was actually looking at before real estate. And those credits you brought up were fantastic films. <laughs> you were also in two weeks' notice. You did some work there with Sandra Bullock. I did. All of my work is absolutely fantastic. I get asked to be in movies every single day. It's amazing. Even today, they're they're asking me to be in movies. How do you not want him to be president? Uh, You feel good about everything. Bart was just saying he really would like you to be president because we'd feel good about everything. You know what? We're going to feel fantastic. I'm winning all the primaries. I'm winning all the caucuses. When we're... When I'm the president, we're going to be winning so much, Karen. Yes. You're going to get tired of winning, I have to tell you. What are you doing to celebrate your birthday? Well, I'm, I'm actually just counting my gold bars here in my subterranean <laughs> ball. Uh, now, I, I guess, when you are in these movies, do you have to audition to be in them? Oh. Well, they, what they usually do is there's a... Thing, there's a thing called breakdowns. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's very inside Hollywood. Okay. But they they look for He's people. They say a Donald Trump type, and as it turns out, I'm the exact Donald Trump type. <laughs> 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 um, Comes so in handy. Usually, most times I don't have to audition. But I really the, the one time I had to audition was for that little bastard Macaulay Culkin. What a pain in the ass that kid was. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trump, I know that you have produced Miss USA, and I was just wondering if that ever gave you any, you know, did you ever get to meet any of those women? Or I know you're married, but... Oh, absolutely. I was bagging them two and three at a time. It's really incredible. (laughs) I, I think that's a really good use of your time. Now, we... Have, you know, mostly Bart, you know how much I like when celebrities sing? This is true, uh, right, uh, right, Bill, that people well, come I up. I think you all know I'm a fantastic <laughs> singer. I was on Regis Philbin's, uh, Regis Philbin's Christmas album. I sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was the Santa part, <laughs> which you... is kind of perfect for me because I'm probably the ultimate sugar daddy when you get right down to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just, uh, I was saying that this is the first time I'm actually going to have a celebrity sing in person, so... Could you sing a little something for us today? Yes, uh, I know that you have the guy from uh, the, the guy from Ghostbusters there, right? Dan Aykroyd's with you today. Yes, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> sure. is here. I'll just say yes. Mr. Aykroyd's here. You you want to buy some vodka? He wants to sell you vodka. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know what? I don't drink, uh, but I know he makes a fantastic vodka. <laughs> but I make my own vodka, and my vodka is far superior to his. <laughs> of course, it is. Well, could you sing a little something for us? Yes. Um, uh, uh, if there's something strange going on in your neighborhood, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Which, by the way, was filmed in New York City, which is probably the most fantastic city in the entire world. And I own many, many, many buildings there. <laughs> who are you going to call Ghostbusters? 
And, you know, you can hear my voice. I'm a fantastic singer. You're, I can really carry it, too. You're a great singer, Mr. Trump. Thank you so much for calling in. Does anybody have a question for Mr. Trump since he's here? I, th- I think uh, Megan Kelly covered it all. Megan <laughs> Kelly covered it all. We just want to know what you think of Megan Kelly really quick. Well, now I like her, but before I didn't like her because you know what? She's a lightweight. She's a loser. She's a moron. But now I like her. She's, so now she's fantastic. <laughs> Tell- I'll filter all further questions through the Washington Post. Well, I, I've, I've discontinued the Washington Post, the Huffington Post. Anything with Post in it is not allowed to follow <laughs> you me. You don't even go to the post comments. office, right? Raisin Brand, won't eat it. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Trump. This has been fantastic. I've learned a this lot. This really has been absolutely incredible for all of you. Really good. <laughs> ratings are going to go through the roof. Your subscriptions are going to be absolutely huge after this. I have to tell you, really. Oh, thank you very, very thank much. You Donald thank Trump. you, Donald Trump. Thank you. Build that wall. <laughs> no? Sorry. All right. Hey, you know what? Between Ohio and Indiana? Which one are you talking about? <laughs> All over. <laughs> You're not going to top that. So uh, oh, that wraps another no. movie showcast. Together with the movie guys, individually we are. Donald Bill. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Instagram, Google Plus, all that stuff. And Karen referenced Jamestown, New York. You can, in fact, find us there on WRFA 107.9. So thanks to all our new listeners there finding us. And please come back every Monday night at 8 p.m. Thanks to William Bryan. Hey, William. Bill Bryan. Bryan. Thanks Bill so Bryan. for having me. Really cool. Do you have the social media thing going on on the Facebook page, uh, Twitter? Find, uh, yeah, I'm William Bryan there. Uh, at Twitter? Uh, oh, what am I? Maybe I'm Bill at Stay Puffed, maybe? Or... I don't know. I we'll forget. find him. I don't go to the movie guys and we'll post his. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Now tell us about your oh, yeah, sons. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Too. You had something oh, else you yeah, wanted to mention. Yeah, well, my uh, my oldest son is uh, is one of the Dodge brothers in the uh, long running commercial Dodge series commercials. That, uh, for yeah, for good Dodge. gig to get. Yeah, did you uh, yeah, did you build he, his costume for him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's mostly know, foam. In, I heard. In, I heard most Dodges are foam. I did actually. He was one of the projects we did without foam. Oh. Oh, uh, let's see. Thanks Your to kid's st- entire life he did yeah, without yeah. <laughs> Didn't need a whole lot of foam raising that kid. Thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. And, of course, thanks to John Domenico who called in as the great Donald oh, Trump. Yeah. We didn't get Donald Trump. What? No. What? Oh, I wasn't really sure. I was about to vote for him, too. He sounded so You know what's really confident. cool? On top of everything. Right now, if uh, you go, right now you can go on Facebook. I don't know exactly where you find it, but the... Um, down under in Australia, what is the name of the paper? Ah, Don't the Australia Tribune? The Telegraph? The, the Telegraph yeah. is having a contest the for the Down Under Picayune. <laughs> for the top five um, impersonators of Donald Trump, and he's right in there with the guy um, Daryl Hammond, right? And then sure. Mel, uh, Meryl Streep. And Wait a second, Meryl Streep. Yeah, <laughs> well, she can't she play did. anything, I guess. Um, so he's up there leading the way, though. He's the, being voted as number one impersonator of Donald Trump in the world. Yeah. He's right ahead, of, right ahead of a can of spray tan. <laughs> <laughs> that's number five. Right. Good impersonation. Right. If you hit it the right way against a white wall, that's a. It can he's drool. the best you can find. A, uh, him in our archives when John was in studio here, trying to teach us to do the Trump impersonation. It's more it. difficult than you think. Yeah. At that time. Not imagining that this would all happen yeah, right? uh, in terms of his bookings. So, yeah, you can also hear him. He's the he's the Trump on Conan mm-hmm. yeah. and a uh, bunch on of Fox. different Fox shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, so thanks to him for, for calling it. JohnnyD.net. Remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Two very different features to talk about next week, Independence Day Resurgence and Matthew McConaughey in Free State of Jones. 
Wow. I guess they're both trying to free themselves, so maybe Richard, they're the same. Free state of Jones all. resurgence. Resurgence. You don't hear that one a lot. No, the aliens are back. It's always so. rising, or uh... and we will <laughs> talk about it then. So long. Thanks, Bill. My pleasure. Fantastic. Good night, everybody.